Good morning, good morning. Good morning. I am uh, honored to, to be back behind uh, Pastor Tony's pulpit, man. It's, it's amazing every time he calls me, I'm blessed. I don't know if he warned you, so it's even more blessing that you did show up if he told you I was coming today, so I appreciate that too. <laughs> I'm glad to, to be back. Man, has the world changed a lot since I've seen you guys, huh? Man. Let's uh, open up in a word of prayer. We'll get going. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today, Father. I thank you that you've given us another day to breathe and to worship you. Another day to sit at your feet and learn from you, Father. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that guides us and teaches us and leans on us. Father, I pray for a hedge of protection this morning as we open up your word. Lord, help our minds to stay focused. Help your spirit to give us light to the message that you have for each and every one of us today, Father. And most of all, Father, let nothing come from me that's not from you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So if you haven't uh, been blessed, or I don't know a better term, but if you haven't uh, had an opportunity to, to hear from me in my heart and to know me, um, a little cautionary tale, I never preach at people except for the man in the mirror. Okay, so... Uh, out of the gate, I tell you, I need his truth more and more every day, more than any of you all think you need him, okay, because I fall down all the time. So if I get going today and you're like, man, that hurts, just know I'm preaching to the men in the mirror, okay? And if you really get offended, ask Pastor Tony about it. (laughs) But, you know, it's an interesting time that we're in, right? And so I'm going to pose this question. I'm I'm an interactive kind of guy, so I, you know, expect some interaction. So I'm not the only one talking this morning. So let me pose this question. What is truth? I don't want your Sunday morning answer either. I want your Monday through Friday answer. What's truth? Just being honest? Yeah? Unquestionable fact. Unquestionable fact. I like that. That's a good one. Any others? Evidence, yeah. Integrity, that speaks to a character. Love, amen, amen. So we got a couple of things. You know, I know Tony does some illustrations, so I felt (laughs) obligated to bring some illustrations today. So we got a couple of things to illustrate, kind of out of the gate. Uh, Anybody know what that is? It's an egg. All right, and. What do we have here? Water. water in a glass, half empty. Oh, look at you all. Half full glass? Man, just ruined that one. All right. All right. Half full glass of water. So we're going to talk about truth. I'm going to go back to those a little later on in the message. Just know that they're there. And you're going to wonder, but stay focused on the Word, Okay. So Jesus, we're, we're going to go to Luke, and, and we're going to be in Luke 11, and, and I'm going to read through the scripture we're going to cover today all at once, and you're going to go, what in the world is he talking about? And really at the heart of it, Jesus is talking about truth. So I'm going to read through it, and then we'll, we will go back and kind of take it apart verse by verse. You know, but before I do that, actually, psych, just got you all turning your Bibles, that's it. What's interesting to me about truth this day and age is when it comes to religion, the world will tell you, well, truth just depends on what you find it or how you find it, 
how you see it. You're going to believe what you were born and raised up, what your family taught you, or what country you were born from. You're just going to believe whatever is there, and that's what's true to you, and that's fine, because we all get there, right? What's interesting to me, though, is if you turn on Facebook, I mean, let me have Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I don't post anything anymore. I just read. It's like science guinea pigs. What's going on in the world? Well, that's what's interesting to me, right? Religion, we're okay with, yeah, the truth's kind of out there, and it's just whatever you perceive. But as soon as we want to know what happened to Hillary Clinton's emails or Donald Trump's collusion with Trump, we want the truth, don't we? And we will search, and we will look, and we'll have investigations, and we'll spend millions of dollars chasing people when it comes to something that we're passionate about, right? We should be passionate about the truth, right? So it's all perspective, right? Still kind of perspective on the water if it's glass half full or half empty. Well, that's kind of counterintuitive, Pastor. Right? Because it's just how I look at it. It's perspective. No, no, no. There's still truth there. There's still truth there. We'll get back to it. So, Luke 11, this is what Christ is talking about. He's about truth. 11.24 says, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through a waterless place seeking rest and finding none, it says. I'll return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and they dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of these generations and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold... Something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. And no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad... Your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. You're like, Pastor, if I read that on my own, that's a conglomerate of, huh? Just seems like Jesus is kind of everywhere, right? Let me give you the synopsis, and then we'll go back. This is what Jesus is saying. Here's truth. If you reject me, it's going to be worse for you. That's it. In each one of those categories, it's here's the truth. You reject me, it's going to be worse. Okay? So let's go back to verse 24. It says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest and finding none. It says, I'll return to my house from which I came. In Scripture, how does the unclean spirit leave the house it's in? Willingly or unwillingly? 
unwillingly, right? Usually in this thing, we see Christ or his disciples casting out the demons and they're throwing them out. So here we have Jesus come in and we clean house. Now you've got to fill it because if it's left empty, if you don't fill it with my truth, it's going to come back and it's going to be worse for you. Well, that's easy, Pastor. I can understand that one. But what about this one? As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you in the breast which, with which you were nursed. What in the world's going on? Well, they didn't like that truth. They don't like this idea that I have to believe what you're saying or it's going to be worse. Let's change subjects. You ever see that on Facebook? Right? Let's just change the subject. Wait a minute. I don't like that path. I don't like what you're saying. Let's go over here. And so that's what she does. And she does something that's common at the time is to, is to say a blessing on somebody's family. So he's basically, she's basically saying, hey, man, you're, you're awesome, Jesus, and you've done these signs and I've seen it. I mean, how blessed is Mary, right, to have, to have born you? What does he say? It doesn't matter who your family is, right? He says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So you're not blessed because you're part of my family, you're not blessed because you're part of a family here. Or vice versa. You're not going to stand in front of God when it's time and say, well, my daddy treated me this way. This is why I acted that way. Doesn't matter what your daddy did. Doesn't matter what your mama did. Doesn't matter where you're born. Doesn't matter what color of your skin is. Right? You've got to stand up for you. The judgment is on you, and you have to answer that question. Is on you. And that's what Jesus says. It doesn't matter who my family is. It's on you. It's people are blessed for who listen to me and do what? Do what I tell them to do. People have to humble themselves. That's where the blessing is. Hear the word of God and keep it. Right? Lots of people hear the word of God. The first one heard the word of God and they rejected it. And they're filled up with more demons. It gets worse. So when the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to, except the sign of Jonah. So what he's saying is, is some people like to hear what he's doing. They like to see the healings. They like to see the demons cast out. We're coming, in Luke here, specifically, we're coming on, a, on the heels of several uh, healings and demons being cast out. And, and this is, um, and Luke, if you, if you ever start just kind of reading through Luke, Luke is making a case. It's not like a chronological order, this is how it happened. He's making a case. He's making an argument for who Christ is. And so he develops who Jesus is and kind of his character and then a little bit of what's going on at the time as he's teaching. And so we're kind of that part where he's developed that character and you've seen the signs and whatnot. And so the people like to hear it, but they don't want to buy into the truth yet. I want to see some more signs. Just keep healing people. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm not going to make a decision about your truth. Just keep healing people. And Jesus says... I'm tired of it. You've seen it. And he points back to Jonah. Jonah went to Nineveh. What did Jonah tell Nineveh? He said, you need to repent of your sins because Jesus is coming. You need to repent. Right? And Jonah's just a prophet. You've got Jesus standing in front of you. So what? That's the only sign that you're going to get because you already got more than what Nineveh had. And so Nineveh's going to get to judge you. Then he talks about this queen. Who's this queen? It's an Arabian queen who went to Solomon, because he's the wisest man in the world. She heard wind of this, and she wanted to seek his knowledge. And when she got there, she found out what? She found Jesus. You look at the wisdom 
out of Proverbs and the things that Solomon talks about, it's not all the wealth and the riches. It's not about having all the wisdom in the world. That's about being connected to Jesus, connected to your God. And so when she find out it's about being connected to God, it's not about being connected to Solomon or seeking his wisdom out. But she didn't have Jesus to tell her that. She didn't have the signs of Jesus. She learned it from Solomon. And here, this world is evil, Jesus says, because you've seen the signs. I'm God standing in front of you telling you that this is the truth, and you're rejecting it. And what's going to happen? It's going to be worse for you. Worse for you. Because I've already given you more than the average person had. You have more than the average person had back here in the back, or the front, I should say. You have more. Why? Because you have the Bible and every little thing, every gadget in your pocket, phone. You've got Scripture. You've got people who have fussed and fought. How did this come together? How do we put it together? You have that knowledge of, of fighting it every way you can. Every question you can think of has already been asked. has been covered. The question is, are you searching for the truth? Are you searching for the truth? You see, we... We don't have a blind faith. Christ talks about having faith as a child, but it's not having faith as a child like I just believe whatever he tells me or whatever you tell me. That's not what he's saying. He says, do the homework. So I tell my children all the time. My, my daughter went through a phase where she liked to have debates with her friends. And she'd go in the middle of her text, hey, daddy, where's it say this? Hey, daddy, where's it say that? I'm like, huh, this pastor didn't get in that argument. You go figure it out. Why? Because it has to be her faith. It's not mine. Because she's going to ask questions and daddy ain't going to be there one day. So I need to teach her how to fish, not just give her the fish. I need to teach her how to search out the truth. And how to determine what is truth and what is not truth. Right? Because everything's at her fingertips and ready to go. But daddy's not always going to be there. Do I help her along? Sure. Point her in some directions. Here's the thing though, is what Jesus says over and over and over again is, is look... I've presented you the truth. You have to do something with it. But how's that work in our culture today? When they say, well, I can, that's relative to you. That's great, Pastor. You, you grew up in Florida and you had such and such parents and you were affected by these churches. It's the only thing you listen to, yada, 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 right? So that's what's true for you. And I, I just don't believe that. Then what do you believe? What is your truth? In that, it's its own circular reasoning. They're never going to buy into this, but it really is their own circular reasoning. If they say that your truth is determined how you want to see it, that in itself is a truth statement. You see, he stands on the idea that truth is however you perceive it. That has to be true for you to stand on that. Because if you don't believe that, then that's necessarily not true. It's not a solid thing. But you're never going to argue from that point. Jesus didn't argue from that point. You see, this is Jesus' argument for the truth. Do you see Jesus begging anybody to come to the truth? Do you see him trying to persuade people? Because if he did, it would be, hey, show me another sign. Okay, let me go walk on water real quick. (sighs) Believe me now. No, show me another sign. Well, let me heal the rest of your family. No, that's not what he did. He set enough examples. He set enough examples to declare who he was. And the biggest one for me is the man died and walked on the earth again and lots of people saw him walking around. That's the truth I stand on. How do you know that, Pastor? Because this book was written the same time people could see that and say, no, that didn't happen. Why do I know that? Because Paul says, hey, if you don't believe me, just row the boat across the sea and ask the other 500 people that saw him at one time. 
because they're still kicking. Truth is here. And if at a time that says that I want to squash Christianity, that was the time to do it when it was the itty little bitty thing. Don't want to get rid of it because it's going against major religion at the time? Absolutely. So what do I do? I roll across the boat and I start asking questions. And then they find out the truth. That's why we're still here. Because they find out the truth, but they had to do the hard work. And so what do I stand on? I stand on the truth that there was a man that walked the earth. History books beyond the Bible says Jesus was here. He was executed by the best executioners in the world. Romans didn't have a problem killing people. Not a problem. He was dead. They were worried about his disciples stealing his body. Everything up to that point, his disciples said, what in the world's going on? What do you mean you're going there? What do you mean you're going to have to die? They didn't expect him to come back. They didn't hear the truth when he said, hey, you're going to destroy this temple, I'm going to build it back up. That didn't sink into them. They were running the other way. They were hiding. It wasn't until afterwards when the Holy Spirit came to them and they got the truth that they start to stand up. So they didn't even expect him to come back. But he did. He came back and said, hey, what's going on, boys? What? Wait, there's that guy on the, on the water beach over there. I'm over here fishing again because I done gave up on that Jesus stuff. Who's that guy? I think that's Jesus. What? Row. Fast. Right? There's a dead guy talking to me. Hello? I believe. I believe. None of them believed him. Until afterwards, their eyes were open. Amen? Same thing for us. The same thing for us. That's the truth that I stand on. Here's the thing, though. You know, it's a... Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. This is what cracks me up, right? So, going back to what people are looking for truth and they're worried about truth. There's this COVID thing. I've seen it all on Facebook about COVID. I've seen it all. Right? It's a conspiracy made up. It doesn't exist. Okay, I know 15 people. I know 15 people who've had it. I know one person's died from it. They're in a vulnerable state. Okay? Israel, there's truth. Check the box. All right? I've heard that, that this is the best one. Y'all ready for this? <clears throat> uh, I forgot what president. This is how, because that was minor. So president of this other country reads the Rockefeller um, whatever list from 2010. Here's the plan. By 2020, was Dr. Fauci was going to make this virus, because he also made AIDS too. And he's going to make this virus so that we all have to get this vaccine across the world because Microsoft has made this chip to go in the vaccine that's coded 060606. I've never seen so many conspiracy theories put together in one. I, I haven't started checking the truth on that. Just let you know. But it's out there. But I've seen it all over the place, right? And people want to know. The, the biggest uproar is that we found out some of the reporting sites are not being accurate, right? Texas numbers were different. Florida, what I read in Florida says that the percentage of positive counts from some of them were changed. So where 9% of them are being coming out positive, it was reported as 99%. Okay, so everybody's freaking out. Oh, it's higher, it's lower. That's, you know, well, no, that doesn't mean that they still reported 10 people came out with COVID, right? And then I, I seen one from yesterday, a USF professor in this stuff, and he's been working with the health department for Florida forever and a day. 
And he talks about statistics. And we all know this. We all know numbers can be skewed however you want to say it. And, and you can read into numbers forever. I'd hate to be a politician this time and not know numbers and not know this stuff. Because you're trying to put information, you're trying to make decisions as difficult as I'll get out. And so he makes some really good, accurate cases that it's probably worse than it's being reported in Florida. Right? But then you have your friends, it depends on what their political agenda is. And then you see all the posts from one side with their political agenda. It's amazing to me. But we want and we're in search of what the truth is on that. And some of them you'll see as you're going through Facebook, they'll be so quick to post, oh, here's the thing that backs up my idea. Having never read the article or read the opposing articles because they're not in search of the truth. They just want their truth to be right and I'm going to grab whatever it is to make it right. They're not in search of the truth. Where'd my kids go? This is my point. I was going to use one of my kids. They ran away. All right. It's all right. I can handle it. Everybody said this was a egg. What was it? Egg shell because they have all the egg stuff in it. It's gone, right? Because you all just believed what I said. Or you believe with your eyes that it was an egg because it looked like an egg and maybe smelled like an egg. What you didn't see was the small little holes I put on each end to blow all the stuff out of it. It's just an eggshell. Do you see how easy it is to believe people and not do the work to search for the truth? Because Pastor Tony says or because I say it, that's great. Hold it with some weight, but don't stop there. Because that's not what the book says to do. It says, it says to try everything that's said by this, by the sword. What's that requires? It requires you've got to search for the truth. You've got to open it up and you've got to look for it for yourself. That's a heavy burden. But, you know, what's interesting is, is that we do it for COVID because what? I want to know if I can go drink it with my boys at the bar and know that, yeah, this is just a hoax. But the problem is that if I don't do the research and it doesn't end up being a hoax and the whole party gets it, like I know a family, Sunday afternoon dinner, seven people come down with COVID. Seven people come down with it. Some people will do the work and say, you know what, maybe I need to look into this. Why? Because there's a danger to it. And here's Jesus saying what? Hey, Guys, this guy died. I saw him with my own eyes. He came back and he says, you know what? If you don't believe the truth, it's going to be bad for you. So what should I do? I should at least investigate what the man's saying. Right? At the very least. Because what? It challenges the truth that I know. It challenges the truth that I've accepted up to this point. It doesn't matter where you're born at. Who you're born to. Here's the truth that a man is saying that you have to do something with. Why? Because it's in your best interest. Because if he's right and I walk away from it, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And so what? I need to do the research, just like I do the research for everything else. Like if my political leader is leading the place and he's selling everything to the Russians or whatever, I should know that, Right? Well, you use the same terminology when you're talking to somebody else. That's important to you. 
which should also be important to you because that scares you, is the fact that this guy over here who was dead and alive again says, it's going to be bad for you if you don't believe this, so maybe you should do the homework to prove it wrong or right. Do the homework. I don't believe just what Pastor Rory or Pastor Tony thinks me. I do the homework. It's a responsibility. This is tough right here. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar. Verse 33. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. Why does he say that? Your eye is the lamp of your body. It's what you use to see, which means I have a choice. I have a choice. If I don't let that light in, it ain't going in. I have a choice to see. I've been using this for a long time. I know I stole it. I did not make it up. I don't even know who to give it contribute to anymore. Okay? But I like it, and I'm going to keep using it. What you believe dictates what you see. And what you see dictates how you react. Okay? What you believe dictates what you see, and what you see dictates how you react. If I don't turn the switch on to the truth, if I don't open up the light to the truth, if I don't do my homework to find the truth, there's no light here. And what's he say? It's consistent, right? It's bad. Where there's dark, it's dark. What's interesting, too, in this, it says, your body is full of, uh, see, uh, your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright. As when a lamp with its rays gives you light. There's almost an insinuation as you kind of read that, that there could be some light and some dark. If there's some light and there's some dark, what's it say? Your whole body's still dark. Your whole body's still dark. So we have an obligation to search for the truth and open our eyes up to the truth. Why? Why? Because it's in our best interest. Because if this guy's right, bad things for us. One spirit was bad. These guys saw what one spirit can do. Seven, six of them worse than the first one. I think he got his point across when he was talking to the audience he was staring to, which is why they didn't like hearing that. They said, oh, well, blessed be your mom. Let's change the subject. I don't like this idea that I have to believe something. Well, yeah, you have to make a decision. And I'm telling you, if you make the decision against me, it's going to be seven times worse. But what's in our heart is how we see what we see. Where our faith is is what we see. And what we see is how we react. Okay? Y'all ruined my thing on this one. As Christians, we have to see this as half full. What? Come on, Pastor. We have to see it as half full. Why? As Christians, as a disciple of Jesus, you've already won the battle. I've been given more than anything I deserve. Period. Beyond discussion. Fact. He says, I'm going to eat and die with them. 
probably keep hitting that with my hand. I'll try not to do that. He says, I'm going to be eating with him. He's preparing a feast. That's the greatest part of heaven right now, is that I'm going to get to eat and not put on pounds when I eat in this perfect body. But when I walk this earth, and I, you know what? You know, I get cancer. My mama gets cancer. My family gets cancer. Something happens to me. God, where are you? Well, wait a minute. God says you already are living in a land that you don't belong to. So until we get home, we're not promised the rest of the glass, are we? It's not a promise for here. It's a promise for ever. So as I'm a Christian, does that mean I'm going to walk without any problems? Snakes can bite me. Everything's going to happen. I'm good? No. Can God choose to do that? Yeah. Does he love me less if he doesn't do that? No. Because he's already given me what? More than I deserve. So when I sit down and I get angry at the world and I get angry at Facebook and I look at people like, you dodo head. I can't get angry at them. Why? Because of Micah 6 8. If you don't memorize any scripture, memorize Micah 6 8. Memorize it. Micah 6 8. And when you come back and Pastor Tony comes back, say, Pastor Tony, I memorized Micah 6 8. He'll be impressed. It's real short. Easy. Short. What have you do? What does the Lord want of you? Right? Pastor's been talking all morning about truth and this truth, and I'm supposed to search for truth. So what do I do with that? What do I do when I have truth? This is what God asks of you. Seek justice. What does that mean? Seek justice. It's got to be fairness, right? Justice. We're made in God's image. He's no different on the things of his heart than we are at our roots. Now, we're created evil and we just want it our way. He's the creator. He gets to have it his way. Justice is the same. How do you know that, Pastor? How do you know he wants justice? Because I read the beginning of the book. He's a pretty mean guy. I read the back of the book. He's a pretty mean guy. Right? But he seeks justice. Here's the middle of the book. When Christ died on the cross and you became his disciple, he didn't say, you're forgiven, don't worry about it. No, justice was served. Why? Because Jesus took your place. He took your punishment. Justice was served. So if I'm a Christian who's supposed to seek justice, does that mean I let every criminal out the door? No. There's still justice. But as I seek justice, I'm supposed to love mercy. What do you mean love mercy? What is mercy? Giving somebody something that they don't deserve. You've wronged me. This man wronged me. I have a right to seek justice on him. But scripture says I'm also supposed to love mercy. So I'm supposed to seek after mercy. I'm supposed to put mercy first. Brother, I'm going to let God handle the justice part. But between you and me, we're good. I love you enough because Jesus said I was evil one time too. Because Jesus said I fell short. I don't care what he did to me. That's that whole verse that says turn the other cheek. Let me take another pounding. That's what that means. And so as I see people, I like Facebook, right? Because social media is like the hottest thing right now. YouTube this, YouTube that. Side note, I can't believe what these YouTubers are making. My kids are into watching YouTubes. I don't understand watching somebody else play a video game for hours. Yeah, so I'm right there with you. I don't get it. I'm a little jealous. Guys making millions playing video games. It's like, that's, anyway. How did I get on that track? 
<clears throat> so on Facebook, people want to prove their point, right? And so I'll grab all these other things that kind of prove my point, and I'll go after that. Are you going to change anything? Are you going to change that person's mind? No. Is it going to make you feel good for a minute? Maybe for a minute. Ha, I showed them. I showed them where the truth is. I did young, young seminary guys. They do this all the time. I fell for the trap. Go and I learn a little bit of truth. Going through Facebook, somebody said something. Oh, no, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to bring you to the light, brother. I'm going to bring you to the light. And we go at it, boom, 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 boom. And after two days, I realized I'm never going to change that man's mind, and I probably just ruined everybody else that read this because it's two Christians fighting. I mean, it took a Facebook fight for me to go, duh. Right? That's not what God's asking me to do. Seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. What does that mean? It means I'm not in charge. If I'm walking humbly before somebody else, it means I'm not in charge. It means he, he's in charge. And that's the crux of the whole fight, guys. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against that evil in the world. And the evil is the fact that you're trying to hold on to yourself. So it's not my fight against him, but it's my fight for him to seek the truth. Because as he seeks the truth, what's going to happen? He will change. Not because I forced him to, but because the Holy Spirit, and as he moves and the Holy Spirit changes, you want to change society's morals? It's not going to elect a different president to do whatever, or any president, or anything like that. You can't legislate morals. You want to change the country. Tell them, hey, this dead guy once said, who became alive again, said, if you want the truth, it's going to be bad for you if you're not following me. Just saying, you probably should look at it. Because it's bad for you if he's right. You should wrestle with this. Has the world changed? Now the same people were having the same fight then. And they're walking Jesus, walk on water. Seeing it. I've had one, I've got a couple of atheist friends. A couple of atheist friends. And I have prayed for them. I've done things with them. I, I have seen them say, you know what, I will change my mind if I see Jesus come down and walk on water for me right now. And I can point to times in their life where, look, dude, this is a Jesus moment right now. He's walking in water right in front of you. Come on, you can't see that? You can't see that the world normally goes different than what's happening right now in your life? I've had moments where I've prayed and cried with them. And some of them are still lost. And it's so frustrating. So frustrating. I can only imagine what Jesus and God says and thinks and feels. And I sent my son to die on a cross. And he just don't get it. You know, I can't believe in a God who sends people to hell. Can't do that. That's unfathomable to me. No. What he's doing is, is I, I choose not to lay down my will to be with you. I want things my way. And so since I say that you don't make no sense, he's let me make my choice. He's let me make my choice to spend eternity apart from me. This whole idea of hell, gnashing of teeth, you know what the gnashing of teeth is? Everybody's like, oh, that's, that's demons and all that. No, that's not demons. That's people still angry at God, still yelling back at God. They don't want to be with God. They're still mad that he didn't do stuff their way. They're still mad. He didn't do it my way because I'm God in my household. 
And so that's what we're fighting is this, this will. And that's the same thing when you connect the dots. It goes back to, well, truth is just relative. Whatever you believe is whatever you believe. Well, that's because I want to believe because it's convenient. Because then I don't have to face the fact that a dead guy is walking and telling people, it's going to be bad for you. So prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. You owe it to yourself, just like you owe it to yourself to look for the COVID truth, to look for the presidential truth, to look for whatever. You owe it. I mean, if you're willing to do that, this is eternity we're talking about. This is kind of dangerous forever. Amen? So you have a responsibility. There's nothing else that you learned today. Because I got the feeling you guys are really there with me. Is the egg. Don't believe everything Pastor Tony and I tell you. I mean, believe it, but then go search it out. Right? Because it becomes easy. One you guys trust. Oh, I like that Pastor Roy. He's all right. And pretty soon I can lead you all right off the cliff. You have a responsibility. You can't say, well, Pastor Roy taught me this, Jesus. No, it's not going to work. You chose to do whatever. Well, Pastor, this stuff's hard. I just read those three things, had no idea what he's talking about, and the well, way you put it down made sense. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Tony, too. Do the homework. Read it. You have the Holy Spirit. It's going to guide you. And you have Pastor Tony be your shepherd to sit down with him and say, Hey, Pastor, I didn't really understand this. I read this the other day. What's even funner for pastors? Pastor, I read this, and it, it totally went against everything you just said last week, so help me out. Pastor's like that. <laughs> the caveat is, is that you've got Scripture open. Look, this is what this says, and this totally gets everything you said back week over here. Don't come up and say, I just disagree with everything you said. Whatever. This. And then what happens is he gets an opportunity to go, well, that's what this says, and this says this, and this, and this, and he'll connect the dots for you. But he's a tool. He's a shepherd. That's why we have them. Do you know what shepherds do? Any, any of y'all been shepherds? This is good. I learned this a while ago. I have no idea, right? The sheep that runs off, you know what they do to the sheep that runs off? They break their legs. They do. That's why they're hanging on their shoulder. They break their legs to teach them not to run off, and then they hold them until their legs are healed. Then they put them back with the flock. So guess what happens when you run away? It's bad for you. It's bad for you when you don't let the truth in. It's bad for you when you're not searching for the truth. Why? Because you're going to see stuff. That's the other big thing with Christians now. This is, you, know, you guys got me all on all kind of tangents today. It's the world we live in. I see Christians eating one another like crazy on Facebook right now. Pray for pastors. Not just your pastor, but pay for pastors. These megachurch pastors, man, I've got friends that are some megachurch pastors in the area. Thank you, Lord, for my little church. They're tearing one another apart. And what Scripture says is that they're going to know us by our love for one another. Right? Somehow I've drew some battlegrounds inside the church that you've lost your mind because you're meeting. You haven't lost your mind because you're meeting it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The stuff that we get into. Why? Because we haven't done the work to search the truth out in our heart. And the truth says, I'm not going to fight my brother over some menial thing. Now, you say, Jesus ain't got the truth. Let's go. The boxing gloves, let's go. But when we stand on truth, that's truth. That's a forever truth. That's what we're going to fight on. Whether you show up the church with a mask, not a mask, COVID, you do Zoom, whatever. The Holy Spirit is bigger than all that stuff. 
He can work with all that stuff because He wants you to have the truth. Right? Don't eat one another. Search the truth out. And don't use Scripture as a weapon after somebody. Say, you know, I don't understand. Humbly. Humbly. Because I can tell you, Pastor Tony spends a lot of time. I spent a lot of money going to seminary to find out some other people have been sitting behind it for a long time to learn. Right? Seminary is like drinking through a, uh, a fire hose. You know, you, as a kid, you did the little water spigot. That, that can be tough sometimes. Now it's like a fire hose. That's how it comes at you in seminary because you've got these people who have been doing it for years. They're all old guys. There's no young guys in seminary teaching you. They're all old guys. And they've been through it. They've been through their Facebook fights. It was passing out in school when they were young, but we have Facebook now. That was funny, guys. Jeez. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I appreciate you having me back. Um, challenge Tony, please. He's your shepherd. Come to him and ask. Be in the word. Why? Because Jesus said sometimes worse for you if you're walking without the truth. And Satan deals in fear. And when you don't have the truth, you're going to see something different. And you're going to run. I guarantee you. I've seen pastors do it. <laughs>